0: This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit vfisad.com and let us bring your vision to reality.
1: This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Believe it!
0: Previously on Talk Time Live Exclusive.
1: From the bathroom, and
0: you're
1: like, my, I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> How's it going? What's up, Dax? Hey, my buddy, <laughs> my Philly buddy. <laughs> Funny enough, they just finished watching the episode where uh, Naruto was nearly shitting himself. Uh, that's <laughs> what I just did, though. <laughs> I did that, for the record.
0: Life is like a circle. It goes around comes around.
1: Actually, that's one of the episodes that I say, like, like what was a hard episode to do? I'm like, have you ever tried to shit yourself for an hour? <laughs> I mean, not tried, but... It was extremely difficult and disgusting Because if you act like you're actually pooing yourself for an hour You'll feel like you have to poo yourself Which um, I did not do in the booth So there's that anecdote Hey, let's start off with shit talk (laughs) Literally It's time where y'all from, and luckily there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Docs kicks the facts on all the geek news, special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes all can learn something new. Me too, I heard worse, with no faith is empty. I stayed the course, though my haters tempt me. Beat the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's CMG Anime Comics Movies and Games the so come on and let's get it talk time Anime life. Comics Movies and Games the so come on and let's get it talk time Anime life. Comics Movies and Games the so come on and let's get it talk time Anime life. Comics Movies and Games the so come on and let's get it talk time <laughs> live.
0: Gentlemen, welcome back to the Journal of My Life that covers all things anime, comics, movies and games. This is ACMG presents Talk Time Live the Prime Show. I am your host Xavier Josiah. I am back and in One Piece thank goodness. There was so much going on this weekend. It was just insane. I said June was going to be a crazy month of fandom for everybody and it did not disappoint. Uh just an example, you just heard a clip of the panel with Molly Flanagan that I was with and uh, I had a great time. We'll be talking about almost everything that I experienced during Fan Expo. Not everything that went on, but everything that I experienced, because there was so much that was going on in just that event, that it was hard to cover everything. But I got a chance to get, uh, to see a lot of uh, different panels, and uh, I gotta say fan expo first of all thank you for once again allowing me to cover this event and do press at this event it was just i had a lot of fun last year if you recall i said that they had a great start or a very good start i should say to something that can grow and i saw that last year and i said this year and i saw the lineup and i'm like okay they're coming for people's necks (laughs) and did they ever This was a really successful event. Everybody was happy in there. There was a lot going on. And not only just in Fan Expo, there was, I mean, the weekend, there was something for literally everybody. There was Fan Expo for all the fandoms, uh, uh, Philly fandoms out there, if you will. There was the the Roots Picnic, the Dave Chappelle uh, comedy uh, show that was all tied up with that. And then Sunday, unbeknownst to a few people, (laughs) <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll be the one to say me. The Pride Parade was also this uh, on this, on a Sunday of this weekend, which makes a lot of sense since it was hard for me to book a reservation at a restaurant this week when I joined with Molly. Um, but we're going to be covering a lot of this. You'll hear a few clips from some of the shows. I, will, I am going to be knee deep and post-production for everything that went on. I got a few videos that I'm working on right now that will be shown on talktomelive.com and it might be on my YouTube channel. Um, I'm gonna be doing a write-up of everything that I done, but I wanted to do this podcast first because one is faster to do that and uh, I could get things out there more. And then also I will be remiss because of the panel that I got to do on Sunday. I would be remiss if we don't talk about spider-man across the spider-verse because we need to talk about that so not only are we going to talk about that and give my thoughts on that you're going to hear a clip from the actual panel of Shamik moore who made his appearance on sunday it was it's awesome because uh repop did the same thing uh in their sophomore uh show for keystone comic-con tom holland came on a sunday for their sophomore event and this one we got Shamik moore who plays miles morales in is arguably probably one of the best if not the best spider-man movies ever we'll talk about that later but that's a whole nother thing so he was gracious enough to make an appearance and i'm telling you this dude is top notch he's a total class act. he's a great representation to the community and the culture and um i look forward for you guys to hear a little bit of that coming up in uh in our you know final uh not a final stage in our talk topic of the week so let's not waste any time folks we got a lot to get down in and we got to run down every you know, all the highlights of my uh, appearance at Fan Expo, so let's not waste any time. Let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now, it's time to find out what's new in the world
1: of ACMG. I went to the audition... And the, the material was there. I saw the illustrations of what Optimus Prime was. It was a truck, and then it transformed into this body, and, and then back into that Kenwood and with the tractor trailer, you know. And so I was saying, okay, this is a huge character. He's big and he's strong and all that stuff, and he, I said, kids are going to love this, you know. Mm -hmm. So I read the script, and it was, I could have just been, these could have been the words, the words were, my name is Optimus Prime, Mm. from the planet Cybertron.
0: all right folks where to start where to begin let me see let's just start friday i'm gonna be real friday was brutal mostly because in philadelphia it was like over 90 degrees like 94 like 97 degrees uh with a heat index of really high it just skyrocketed for that day and i was running around prepping for everything i had to go to the to the eye doctor to you know to get a new prescription for my readers uh you know for my glasses my new blue blocker prescribed glasses that i'm wearing right now um and i gotta get progressive lens because i look at the tv screen as well as my my uh, my ipad screens and phones and everything so i had to get another prescription for that so i had to go down uber down there and in this heat and walk back and forth in this heat um and then on top of that got back home prepping get all my camera equipment out get ready to run down there in the heat again constantly running around Take note, I probably should have ate something in the process of this, but, uh, or got, I did get something to drink, but nonetheless, I was exhausted even on the first day. So I, um, I didn't last, but so long, but I got enough to get some, you know, cover shots of things and, you know, for the prep of the video and stuff like that. And, and, uh, you know, I just called it a night, but Saturday was the real day. And luckily the heat broke by this point, it was far away. The total opposite of what was going on um what was going on in, in in uh philly on friday in terms of the heat so got there and by the way i'm going my notes are not even my notes they're go. i'm going plainly on the footage that i got i will say that the first day when i got um when i went there i, I did have an agenda my agenda on the first day was to get a helium shield a customly you know built helium shield for one of the uh vendors shops or whatever like that and mission accomplished I did I now have a healing shield from Zelda that is uh that now is a company with my um master sword that is hung up on my door in of my office here so I got the complete deal I had to as much as I have enjoyed you know um tears of the Mountain. Or Tears of the Kingdom, I still say Tears of the Mountain. Where the hell am I getting that from? I swear, if I say it one more time, I'm officially creating a band called Tears of the Mountain, and it's gonna be Yacht Rock. That's all I'm gonna do. I'm just all I'm saying. But I digress. I had I just felt like I had to, and and you know, total tribute to that game. I had to complete it, and get the helium sword. So I have the both the master sword, the actual, you know, crafted master sword and helium shield there. It looks awesome. Um, there. I also got this really awesome carved. Uh, it's a it's a wooden carved block, but it, it's in such intricate detail, and it has. I I will basically take pictures of this for TalkTimeLive.com and show this. It is so awesome, but it's very intricately detailed. Um, it's from a company called or a group called Kanba uh, Batch that carve out these wooden blocks to make it look like the old school. NES controllers, but also have engravings of, you know, classic 8 bit video games like Legend of Zelda and Contra and other things. I got the Legend of Zelda one, of course. You know, it's funny. If you were to ask me what is my all time favorite video game, it would not be Legend of Zelda. I would instantly say Street Fighter before anything and everything. I would probably say Mario Brothers Next and probably maybe third zelda but i talk about this as if it is the greatest thing ever because respectfully in terms of tears of the kingdom it kind of is at least at this stage. you know there's not too many games that could be called masterpieces and that is just one of them so i always like to do things in tribute to that type of fandom and this block is just so cool and then on the back of the block so it has basically you can't see it but you will So on talktimelive.com it has the engravings of a old school nes controller with the engravings of legend of zelda with the lo- with the logo in there it's just so beautifully done whoever done came up with this idea is just genius and on the back it's a map of the entire final stage that you fight ganon and and then it, it i can't the words can't describe how awesome this is um but i got this you know i didn't i wasn't trying to get much i literally my only aim was to get the shield and that's it but uh this was extra and then also my other new baby too because you you know i just like you know replica weapons from some of my favorite games or comics or marvel studio shows this one in particular i saw this and i'm like i gotta get this and it is the moon knight weapons the crescent moon weapons that he has they actually had it it's like made of uh, copper or brass it the weight of this thing it's like a legit it's a replica but it's a legit weapon it is like i don't know how you would use this weapon but it has a lot of it the weight of this thing is is really good um so in the intricate carvings and and and, and, uh, molds it's just it's so well done uh i'm a big fan of stuff like that so i end up getting that too and that's pretty much the only thing i got everything else was just food for god's sake so i didn't want to overdo it because you know i didn't when I, I was in a budget type of situation. Plus, I just didn't want to overdo it because I one, the other thing is, like, I got other things that I'm going to be doing from this point on and further down the line this year. So, um, I want to at least get something of, you know, to celebrate, you know, the event. And... It was great i also got to see quite a few uh people over the weekend too from the acmg facebook group shout out to uh, my man pat who i grew up with forever my man pete who i used to go to college with and we used to be roommates together he was there with his kids um my man craig holland from um you know the acmg facebook group he was there too and uh you know all of us you know and a few more people too um just to name a few and i've had didn't hear, if I didn't see you or hear from you, forgive me. Cause I was just on a run. If you see some of the things that I posted in the group, you know, I was on a run. So got a chance to see some people there. It was great. Um, really, really packed, really, really packed by the time we got to, um, by the time we got into, um, Saturday. Like saturday i think it got crowded like later on because they stayed up they stayed around till like at least nine o'clock um because they had a few panels or whatever but saturday was absolutely it was just packed full of people i you know and i kind of love seeing stuff like that i love seeing these really awesome crowds of people enjoying it and i was wondering like how much is the how much is the you know the roost picnic is going to take away because some of that fan base Believe it or not, some of that fan base is or are, are fans of you know the same fandoms that we are, and some people love hip hop like that. So you do have a mixed crowd community like that that you know and just enjoys it. And I'm looking at some of the um, I'm just looking back at some of the footage that I did. Oh, this camera, I got a um, I got a Canon EOS uh, 90D plays a little bit of a 4k feel and this is some of the best footage i've ever taken and trust me you're gonna see this for sure there's a lot of footage that you're gonna see um on talk time live and youtube very soon and um i'm telling you man it is incredible and some of the panels that i was able to cover including the peter cullen panel some of the best work that i've done you just you're gonna love this so i mean we're talking about everything from ah geez this is so dope um they had some really customary cars there um which was weird because they had the Sailor Moon car that was really dope um I forgot what kind of rod it was but it was custom built it had the Sailor Moon uh you know tricked out everything in here and then like an hour later they switched it to a spirited away uh car it's from a company called Tokyo Bronx uh which is like a company that decks out stuff like this I believe but um really good they had some awesome things a game room of course cosplays were really well done this year um i just i loved everything that they did with this and also one of the things that you're going to see is really awesome this is this this uh we got i got a chance to film i gotta i gotta put this up i'm looking at this now i got a chance to film three guys dressed up like daredevil because they're you know charlie cox and um the cast from uh, Daredevil Reborn is was another panel that was there. We're gonna, I'll have footage for that too. Just some of these will be fast clips and then some of these will be, I think the only Peter Cullen one is the one I did full. Everything else I just did clips of and put it there. But that Peter Cullen one was just, uh it's true to my heart. But I did one with um, three guys dressed up like Daredevil and they did the Spider-Man, you, you, you deal. You know, but it was like, they don't know where the hell they're saying that. But they also did some poses one of the guys look exactly like charlie cox it is scary it is really scary how he got a chance to look and he came across a guy who just happened to look like kingpin there's always a wilson fisk in the area somewhere so no, i'm telling you man it was you know they did a great job the uh who's the first panel that i got to see was of course molly which was on saturday and that was really well done i, I actually had a chance to um not only go to that panel but we already set up beforehand and if you guys remember listening to the interview that I had with her uh, a few months back, we already, she already said that she was going to be making an appearance here in Philly for Fan Expo and also that we were going to hang out afterwards because, you know, whenever she's here, we do hang out, um, you know, whenever she gets the chance to. So we did that. We end up going to, uh, you know, this this restaurant, this really awesome restaurant in San Pan, which is funny because I took her there when she came in 2018, and uh, it did not disappoint then, and it didn't disappoint now, so in kudos to the people at San Pan because they were awesome. A side note before I continue with her panel. When we were at that restaurant, so funny. This is how, this is how really famous Molly is. The chef and some of the workers heard us having a conversation and because it's it's a you know it's a sampan has a really big nightclub scene so everybody's talking and you know you're kind of talking out because the music is playing and all this stuff but molly her voice travels and when her voice travels and there's a anime fan among them you're gonna hear that voice and if you're anime fan like i am like they were you're probably gonna stop everything you're doing to hear like wait that sounds familiar. I know that voice. I freaking know that voice and lo and behold, our, um, our server, she came along and I think she kudos to her. She did it at a really good time. Um, she, I guess, let us do our thing. Have fun, eat, have a conversation. She picked the right time to like ask, you know, is one of one of the two are voice actors and. Lisa, Molly's wife, you know, pointed over to her, Lisa. I love her so much. Lisa, um, she, one of the reasons why I'm doing what I do today, or I wouldn't say do what I'm doing today, as much as I would say evolved to what I'm doing today, because she gave me the opportunity to do the, um, Naruto panel in 2020, the virtual panel in 2020 with the cast, like the nine cast members of Naruto. Uh, again, if you haven't seen that go to talktimelive.com, you can check it out there. And it was her that came up with the idea to, you know, let me be the moderator for all of that. And I love her for that dearly to give me, to have faith in me, to, you know, be able to have that opportunity to do that. And, um, she's also, she's also Molly's manager as well. So they work, they've been working together for years and they are a great team together. Great couple and a great team together. So she pointed out to her and you know, apparently a lot of the servers at Sampan and the and the chef recognized her on a spot and they were excited and kudos to molly who is who is i i said it before she is truly the hokage she happened to have <laughs> her autograph cards and she was willing to sign as many cards to the staff as possible and she did so it was so awesome and she personalized some of them and she gave some, it was just, it was an incredible thing. Um, and they all, everybody was happy. Everybody was absolutely happy. Um, I was happy cause Molly, you know, she looked out for the, for the mill. So <laughs> it was pretty cool <laughs> to say the least, but we had a great time and, um, you know, it's just one of those moments that I just feel like I can't even imagine how life would it be if I did not pursue ACMG. If I didn't have faith in this brand, if I didn't believe in what it could possibly be, if I stopped at a certain point in its progress, I would not have gotten as far. I would not have been able to associate with people like Jerry Milani from um, from Fan Expo and Edwin um, from you know Reed Pop and you know all of the guests and cast and people and DJ Cutman and and Megaran and all these people that help mold and build. What this is today, I I I don't know. It's just amazing. People never, and I mean, never give up on any possibility that you think that you can put something together and do something and make something happen. Stick with it and do it. Trust me, because you will come back tenfold from here. I digress. Let's talk about Molly's panel. Molly ha- had a huge turnout of people, practically full in the entire place. Thank you to the people of Fan Expo because I got any any panel that I ever covered, I was able to get front row so I could get some great footage and great seats of. Um, it was very well done. I thought it was I thought it was fantastic. Um, she pretty much commanded the entire crowd when she came in. The crowd got really hype. Um, it was the first time I've seen them both. I don't think they didn't even know I was going to be there, um, but I was front row there taking a picture. So if you go on YouTube, you'll actually see the clip of her entering in and she's saying hi and then she all of a sudden sees me and says hi tax and um which is what you heard in the beginning of this show so but i actually have the video clip on youtube right now um it was pretty awesome the fact that she uh she clarified me (laughs) and she called me to her philly buddy and such um i'm just, i'm not the only philly buddy that she has trust me uh another one is a some woman named wanda she does comedy or something like that had a netflix special recently but um that's a whole nother thing <laughs> but it was a great panel it was a great turnout i love the way that she was able to direct and command the crowd the way that she did and she's 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 a pro she's an absolute pro um you know somebody that is so willing to you know commit to her craft and then also pay it forward to other people you know and I don't know I should probably ask her like who where did you come up with them with the idea or who taught you the morals and values of just paying it forward because she does this all the time like I would like to say that I'm the only person that she looks out for but no that's not true and I'm glad that's not the case she looks out for so many people she wants she is the epitome of what i hope other people would be for this country it's just to look out for each other to give back to support to show value and she does that and and let alone with me because she does things just totally out of the heart she'll just pop up out of nowhere on on social media and just names me and credits me for whatever and whatnot and I, I, i i i can't thank her enough for that it's just it's Please, another lesson, people, pay it forward. If you have somebody in your life that looks out for you, even if you don't, even if you don't, that's not to say that's never gonna happen. Because if you do it, eventually it will come back to you, but you shouldn't do it based on the idea that it will come back to you, because you'll never know what's gonna happen, but it will. Somebody will look out for you. It has happened to me, not just with Molly, but other people in my life. Again, Part of what ACMG is made of is molded by other people who helped along the way. And I deeply appreciate every single one of them from there. So her panel came off really well, like um, just a packed crowd of people and it's just amazing. Oh my goodness. The crowd of people. God, this camera is just so awesome. <laughs> the crowd of people there's a lot of them were cosplaying as uh, characters from Naruto and it was just amazing. Um, and shout out to DJI with this this Ronin, uh, DJI mini three, this thing is just awesome. Got to take some great shots of Molly, uh, and, and, shot, and, and stuff like that. And just tremendous. So the other, uh, and, and by the way, also the other thing that I love about when I hear, you know, panels from Molly or, or Nanny Naruto panels is that everybody, normally everybody who has, you know, asked a question of Molly or any of the cast, there's always someone who's been who's been through an experience in their life and find Naruto to have some relevant uh similarities to them. And it, it always warms my heart to see and hear people like that. I also last year I heard that when um with uh Sean Schimmel's uh deal too. I will give credit too to one of the one of the uh people that was in the, that was asking questions mentioned something that molly and i found out on twitter recently i don't know if people know but you know the ai thing has been going on and and people have been creating ais that will mimic somebody's voice damn near perfectly and the recent one prior to this has been drake in the weekend well you can add molly flanagan and sean schimmel to this case because recently those two have done a collaboration together um, in the form of a weekend song they they have sean schimmel and molly flanagan singing one of the weekend's major hits even molly has admitted the damn thing sounds good and it's hard to deny it like hearing molly sing the weekend song and it sounding actually good it's insane but at the same time it is kind of worrisome and rightfully so that this is happening and I'm glad that that person had a chance to speak out and mention that. And I wish I would've got more coverage of it because I was only taking photos and slightly certain um, video coverage to it. If I have another person, I can do both, but it's just me. Um, but I was doing a little bit of both, but I never, I didn't catch that one, but I wanna acknowledge that because that was a very important question to mention. And she, you know, graciously, said that like we love what you the work that you did on your performance in naruto and we don't want to see ai being taken away molly also mentioned that you know basically that's what they're fighting for right now the writers and then soon the actors guild is maybe scheduling to do a uh, strike too so um god maybe those combined can hopefully get this done because you know there's a lot of good shows that need to be out in movies and uh if this writer strike doesn't end soon um it's safe to say it's gonna be a while before we see a, another spider verse movie and wait that movie all right y'all shut up i'll wait till the next segment to talk about that but i just don't want to talk about that so much so um but th- it was really well done uh these guys were overly excited and they were so happy to have molly back in philly uh, again and um i almost feel like that this time was better than the first when she was in Philly. There was another guy too in there that was asking questions in regards to um you know him being a theater geek and whatever like that. And by the way, the same guy went on to um the Charlie Cox and Daredevil uh and the Vincent uh I forgot his last name. And it you know the Daredevil and uh Reborn panel and did the same exact thing. So um but it was a it was quite an awesome experience for everybody there they had very much enjoyed her and it was a great time so you know when she left when, when it ended we finally reconnected and got a chance to see i gotta you know make sure i got my picture taken with her there as if i was doing a damn panel so <laughs> it was a lot of fun but um just great and again oh these cosplay pictures came off really well too remember i'm doing my notes based on the coverage and pictures that i have god this is such a great investment <laughs> I can't wait to do this video I swear to goodness I am off the wall here I am also tired to tell people so um what panel is this okay I will hold off of this one so let's move on here. I also like here's the thing the the main theater I thought the main theater was a lot better than it was last year too, the setup, it, the setup and presentation again. And I get it that they want to make sure that everybody sees what's going on, but I think the, the way they put it together, it made sure that it blocked people off. But if people wanted to see from afar who couldn't get into the panel, they were able to, you know, see from, they had two major, uh, projector screens as you could see everything and the production of everything was w- very well done on that note. Um, it, it was just, it was incredible they did a really great job with this uh eating areas was also packed too i just i'm sorry i'm not paying like ten dollars for a cheesesteak when reading terminal is just right across the street um nah. and they got way better spots there too so i will say this man um oh i will say this too. i will i will absolutely say this i love the fact that they had um They had people, they had, uh, they hired like about two or three people to do American sign language for the crowd. I thought that was really cool. And for Shamik Moore's panel, they had a brother doing it. I'd never seen a person of color ever do American sign language. I don't know who set that up. I don't know whose idea it was. I don't know if that was Shamik's idea or whatnot, but you know, Shamik also had a, a moderator who was black as well. And a person, um and a comedian, a well-known comedian or some sort, you know, to do the moderation for it. So it worked out. The, uh, second one I want to mention, the second panel I want to mention was, um, the arrow panel, which I thought was pretty well done. I thought it was pretty cool. It was pretty, it was a lot of fun. Also funny too. Um, there was a particular moment where I was waiting for somebody to mention and they did when David Ramsey, AKA John Diggle in his role with the, um, his role regarding him being green lantern and how that was cut off and his response, you know, i, I credit to him, credit to him because he, you know, it's not something that you want to talk about, but give it to the, give it to the geek community. Don't want to just lay it on him. Like he didn't have to mention it, but to Ramsey's credit, he answered it and he answered it in a very charismatic type of way. Um, I thought Stephen Amell was funny in a very funny, humorous, condescending type of way, <laughs> but it was all a good fun. But the fact that they were, I did like the fact that they talked about that. They were able to close out all of the doors properly in the Lasers flash series, which by the way, I still have not seen the final episode because I've been prepping. Ah, here's the part it's a 30 second clip and he's David Ramsey's hesitating to answer this question <laughs> oh I love it his response was also awesome. I'm gonna put that up too I'm gonna do a short clip It's just short and sweet it is hilarious but he does continue on to talk about that a little bit further but it was a great response it was it was actually the highlight of me um, you know just seeing all three of those guys there it's just a lot of fun it was a great panel um, I think at this point I was a little bit tired. I needed to refuel. So I went to the closest Starbucks because the Peter, Cullen, I believe the Peter Cullen panel was there next. Um, so I had to find that place and man, I'll tell you what, it was some awesome cosplay there. What I think the best cosplay I saw was the same as Aaron cosplay. that this person put together and she was fantastic. Then was the Peter Cullen panel, which woo. I think aside from Molly's panel and Shamik Morris panel, this is all three of them are tied with me. As far as the best panels of the show, I was give second to the, um, to the daredevil panel and, um, the arrow panel, because I'm surprised. Nobody even mentioned that walk of shame situation with, um, with, uh, daredevil on the She-Hulk, but he mentioned it. So I thought that was all, but the Peter Cullen panel, which you will see very soon it was just such a great panel to see one of my all-time favorite actors and one of my all-time favorite characters of one of my all-time favorite shows front just feet away from me and hearing his voice and then when he does the the Optimus Prime voice and the Iron High voice just set chills and then at the end and you guys will hear it if I'm right I've already did it In this episode if i'm correct (laughs) and it was the second clip i believe i'm putting on this episode but um just hearing him in that voice in in the optimus prime voice and how pitch perfect he is about it's just tremendous he also talks about um what i liked about it is one of the things that i always wanted to know about is like you know how did he you know how did he approach the character of optimus and they were pretty much answered for me here um shout out to the moderator too. I haven't, I forgot his name, but he's been doing, he was doing, he was moderating a lot of, um, shows throughout the weekend. I thought he did pretty good the arrow one. He was a little bit off on because I think he kind of dragged his question a little bit too long and just said like, screw it. I'm gonna let them do the Q and a from there. But he came, when he came back with the, um, Optimus, I mean, with the Peter Cullen, when he was just, I think he got his jitters out of the way, he knocked it out of the park there. So he was pretty good there. Um, but hearing Peter Cullen and how much of a humble guy he is. And again, my camera on this was just, oh, can I say kudos? And I wish I had her name. She's a cosplayer, Um, but she was also one one of the people um, behind the scenes in a production of it. And shout out to Fan Expo because they didn't have to do this, but it was a great, it helped me greatly. To the process of this whole thing, I think she is working with with um Fan Expo as well. I think she was a part of that because any press that came by, they were offered tripods, and I have my gimbal, which can you know the try the tripod can unscrew and it can go onto another tripod, you know a taller tripod. So they offer me an actual tripod so I can get a hard I got a full hard cam shot of the Peter Cullen. Panel, the Peter Color, the Peter Cullen panel, I should say, would not look as great if not for them offering that panel. And thank you once again, Fan Expo, for looking out for the press. I thought that this year the press was looked out for a little bit more than they did were last year. When we entered the building, when we had our press passes, the the crew, which everybody, all of the volunteers, everybody, I think everybody this year did a great job it was very well organized um when you came in and they showed a press badge you did not have to be checked in they just let you in when you had the you know when you're doing panels you could go straight to the front cover what you want and in this case I and that because of the nature of this for me they offered a tripod which perfect eye view of Peter Cullen I just zoomed it in it looks tremendous and thank you again I will find i will get that card that she gave me it was a cosplayer she's stunning um i will say because she dressed up like supergirl uh, i believe she said El- elseworld supergirl and she she just she just did great and she looked fantastic in this costume so you know kudos to them and uh i gotta send her the picture i took a few shots of her in there too also took a few um uh, a few naruto shots so a lot of naruto shots too man it was awesome but these guys were fantastic these guys were awesome um oh, i got some really great cosplay picks here that's that's oh yeah the vincent dion freyo that's the last name and charlie cox panel again this is a great panel i got some great shots here um god it's just so crazy to see vincent Dion on frio Sound the way, because I never saw him in a Hurt Locker. I never saw him in, uh, in other things. My first look at him was Daredevil. I'm going to be honest. I didn't, I'd never followed any of his other shows before. I didn't see him with hair. I just saw him portray the perfect version of the Kingpin, unmatched, unmatched like anybody else I've ever seen before. And just hearing him talk about the things that they were, you know, doing on the show and how things were connecting and they didn't say they could not speak on the matter of, um, they couldn't talk about the what's to come with uh daredevil reborn as much as they would like to. And of course, you know, somebody had to ask the question of what like, and you know, they got on their ass about it. They, they didn't Vincent. He really passionately, you know, just told him we couldn't talk about it and it was it but it was it was pretty it was a lot of fun to see them do that um so that was the last panel that i got a chance to see and then the next day was the um was the miles morales panel the um the shamik more panel it was so awesome it was awesome to see this brother up here and you know do what he does and it's just such a class act um rocking the t- the uh jordan's by the way i finally got a new uh, my first pair of jordan's ever um the first class versions um finally got my hands on it i will tell you this they are not for doing what i do at a comic convention the jordans are absolutely meant for going out just going to short places at a short time frame like if you're going on uber to somewhere and you're not going to move that's what you do it for you don't do it to go around walking around miles away and in different, you know, comic book conventions and whatnot. So when I go to New York, that will be for after hours. That is it. <laughs> that is it right there. But other than that, man, um, nah, I love them. I, I finally, it took me forever to try to find a good pair and, and a reasonably priced pair at that. But it was of course in honor of, Demi- of Miles Morales and just the fact that I always wanted Jordan's period. Never got him when I was a kid, got him now. Um, but Shamik was also rocking the actual Jordans that he saw in the first movie that he wore that Miles wore in the first movie. So it was pretty cool. And um it was great. People asked a lot of questions. I loved how he responded to kids. He he gets it. He gets his responsibility as the character. Like I know he's an actor. He knows he's an actor, but he also carries the weight of being a character that inspires people much like Molly does with Naruto. He understands that. And I even appreciate him more during a panel when he talked about and spoke about the importance of playing of black character, black actors, playing these black roles, these of comic book heroes that we don't get to see often and how important it is for are for us to take that seriously because we hold a different ground than other people of our, of other cultures and ethnicities. We don't get, especially of, you know, Caucasian descent, because we just don't see and we see a ton of them. So if somebody takes on a role of James Bond, if somebody takes on a role of Superman, yes, it's an honor to do so, but it seems like a lot of times to them, it's just like, it's another day for us. We got to hold it on the ground because we don't we don't get these opportunities much and when we do it we need to take it with the utmost dignity with the utmost respect you know portray these characters and be that person and i get it it's the same thing that um you know um bozeman did when bozeman took the role of black panther he took that very seriously and much respect you know um this is the same thing that he's doing he understands that and we need he's absolutely correct if you get these opportunities not just the acting role any opportunity that you don't see us in you need to handle that with the us that is including myself because there's not many people doing what I do I'm telling you when I was in the area to take pictures and and do all the things that I was doing in the photography of everything it was me and another cat out there, and the rest of them were white. I like to say specks of pepper in a sea of salt, which means it's hard to see us in the sea of all that. And I'm waiting and hoping for the day that many of you understand the importance of this to even the odds, to even the seasons, if you will. Because you know, sometimes a little bit too much salt be deadly <laughs> but nonetheless i really appreciated this panel it was awesome i love how he treated the kids i love um the moderator for that he really handled it well too he, he you know he's been on stage before he's a comedian so he knows how to rock the stage really well um you know we'll see some clips of that of the Shamik moore panel as well and then lastly uh, what we have was the, now I didn't see the back to the future panel. I actually was planning to, um, I was planning to have the back to the future panel and do that one, but again, time was of the essence and I had to leave and, uh, I couldn't stay long for that one. So, and unfortunately I heard that he actually, I don't, I, I just saw on YouTube that he, uh, and it's been going around a, he actually, uh, he didn't injure himself, but he fell in the process um I hope he's okay I hope Michael J Fox is okay you know he's he's um he's going through the motions with the with his um his disease his Parkinson's disease um I don't know how many how much longer he's going to be able to do I think he did okay because it sounds like that he went through and did the rest of the panel but he you know he's he's even said it himself that he's um he's known to do that every so often um it's unfortunate that he did so in that case but Um, I wish him the best on that note. And of course, I'm just glad that he's able to out there and let people celebrate him. Um, because he does, he definitely deserves it. You know, this, this dude was on a rise to be one of the best out there to be one of the best out there, uh, in the industry. Like I'm talking Robert Downey Jr. Level and because of his Parkinson's disease, he, he was cut short, you know, so It was pretty, you know, it was pretty good to see him and the legendary Christopher Lloyd as well, you know, there to be able to do it. So the last panel I actually did was uh, Giancarlo Esposito, one of the greatest villains of all time, no matter what he does. It was a cool setup because they got, um, how they did it was they had this, uh, I believe it's the group known as the 501, uh, something of this nature, uh, you know, all line up in front of the stage to and you know where he can introduce them and then him as the character on uh the mandalorian he tells them to depart but he also gives credit to this group because they what they do is that they go to children's hospitals and they donate and they you know come as their cosplay characters to help cheer the kids up i thought that was awesome and it was a great way to uh for um for uh Oh God! For uh, Esposito to you know honor them in that way, it was a really awesome thing, and just to hear him talk about the roles that he's done and um, the 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 roles that he's done and, and the things that he's he's uh, did over the years and how he does it. He this dude is a class act. I've I've been a fan of him ever since school days, and he's just only gotten better and better and better to the point. So. It was a fantastic panel and, um, I, you know, also great shots in there too. So it's just, just a great event overall had a wonderful time. I will tell you I'm tired. I am beat down, but it's for the better because if I, if you ask me to do this again and I will be doing this again, you're damn right. I'm doing it because these experiences, these opportunities, um, you know, I, you don't get these opportunities to do it. Not many people do. And I'm just honored to be able to have the camera, to be able to point to the right direction in my life. And it's just great. So, uh, if you're in Philadelphia or if just anywhere where Fan Expo go, definitely check them out. You know, these guys are making a comeback. Wizard World did its thing. It, you know, left its mark. And now they're back as Fan Expo. Thank you, Jerry Milani, again for, um, uh, giving an opportunity and also, you know, doing the interview that I did on, uh, an exclusive that I was able to do. We got 13 minutes that I got a chance to talk to him when I was at the press party and, um, he's really, really fun Dale. So if you want to learn more about what they've done and why they rebranded and everything, go check out that, uh, interview that I did with him. Only audio only because the video, because the noise of that, uh, we were at that loft, which is like just a few blocks away from um just a few blocks away from the convention center but they had so much loud music on at the time so like the noise the the noise even canceled out my microphone which is saying a lot because that microphone usually picks up a lot it didn't get a chance to so i just decided luckily i had my zoom microphone with me recorder which picked up our voices better so we were able to get that and it's audio only for this one but um Go out of your way, check it out. And then if you got, if you're in fan, if you're checking out fan expo or planning to do next year, tickets are already on sale for next year. They just sent the email. They just put it out on, um, they just put it out on, uh, social media that they are already selling tickets right now. They are that confident that this was such a success and it was awesome. I got it also an email from Jerry saying that it was a great success, so. Jerry, if you're listening to this, thank you. You guys did a tremendous job. Not just you, not just the team, but the volunteers, everybody. I don't think there was anybody had any complaints about anything that was going on. So kudos to everybody there. And folks, that will do it for what's new in the world of ACMG. We're going to take a break, come back. And when I do, we're going to talk about Across the Spider-Verse. And man, if you didn't watch this, don't listen to this because I'm going to be talking a lot. But you also hear a clip of Shamik Moore as well. So we'll do that right after this. live.com talktimelive.com provides all of our acmg content with new and previous episodes exclusive interviews articles and much more visit talktimelive.com and let us help you learn to let go live life and love all things acmg talk time
1: this is amanda Celine miller the voice of boroto and sailor jupiter and you are listening to acmg presents talk Time live
0: do it and now, it's time for our Talk Topic of the Week. Ready? Fight! It is a rare
1: opportunity to have a star of a record-breaking movie mm. at a convention of the weekend that it premieres. Mm. How do you feel knowing that, as, if I'm not mistaken, Crossing Spider-Verse is the third highest-opening animated feature ever?
0: Yeah, at I actually just made some I I don't I don't know how searched no, no, you know, that uh, we're trying to talk. It doesn't even matter. Here on on what the third day of this opening and okay. uh, this is the best part for What's up, danger? Yeah, what's up? <laughs> All right, folks, that was a clip from the Shamik Moore panel at Fan Expo Philly, which was just yesterday of this recording. And it was great to hear him talk about the experience of being Miles Morales in the movie. He didn't talk too much about the current movie across the uh, Spider-Verse because, you know, he, a lot of people didn't see it be- yet because it it, it literally just came out friday and he's at our panel he's at our you know convention on sunday so how dope is that that they were able to you know get him to do a panel for that time and he was so gracious about it of course but i saw thursday and i was blown away just like everybody else in the theater was just blown away by the events that happened in the movie it is arguably now considered the best Spider-Man movie to date and that is yes competing with Spider-Man No Way Home which combined both the Sony and Marvel Cinematic Universe well guess what into the Spider-Verse is also in that Loop too because they absolutely connected everything the Spider-Verse is connected in such a way what they did in this movie I credit to Pascal pictures because she has had a over the years. She has had such a hassle because fans were, you know, hassling her for some for some reasons for warranted reasons. But as of late she's been a team player and she's done it again and they connected. All of those pitchers with Andrew Garfield and Toby Maguire and Tom Holland together for one epic event. You know, Totally, totally, you know, making sense and bringing value to everything. Well, across the Spider-Verse has even doubled down on that by mentioning the, what happened with Peter and Dr. Strange by also seeing familiar characters from Venom by also getting Donald Glover as the Prowler from homecoming in there in full gear. They connected all of that. We saw Tobey Maguire. We saw Andrew Garfield which, I mean, we saw so many factors of the spider-verse in this movie. They did not hold back and then on top of that, adding more diversity in more different, different Spider-Man's in here. I saw Spider-Man's in here that I was eagerly wanting to see in the comics. Like Karen Sonny, Karan Sonny as the, um, uh, Spider-Man from India. I need them to come out with that book. I love this character. His costume was awesome. If they haven't come out with this book, I need this book because I will read this book. This book, this character is fantastic. Um, and I will tell, I will say this. I was never really a fan of Spider-Man 2000, uh, 2099. I was never a fan of Miguel you know, O'Hara. But after this movie, and especially because it's portrayed by, of course, none other than Oscar Isaac, who's now played three different characters. I believe three characters in the in the Marvel Universe or the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's played Apocalypse. He's played uh, Moon Knight, and now he is Spider-Man of two, uh, 2099. And he knocked it out the park again. This dude is awesome and he made me like this character ever so much more because i didn't get into the whole 2099 spider-man thing because you guys remember if you were uh, reading in the 90s reading comic books in the 90s um they did a slew of different a series of different comics based on the future so spider-man it was spider-man 2099 there was a whole bunch of other different comics based on that timeline so which meant for another whole universe they were doing and I knew th- there was a cult amount of people that liked the 2099 uh, Spider-Man uh, O'Hara I wasn't particularly a fan of that one but after watching this how can you deny him he was just fantastic on top of that this version of this movie ha- uh, has one of my favorite spider characters too and Spider-Woman not the Spider-Woman I grew up with but nonetheless it, it, this character had all of the factors of it Jessica Drew was played by Issa Rae and they managed to make a different Jessica Drew for this one. Uh, Jessica, the original Jessica Drew is a white woman, um, you know, who played the role of Spider-Man. She got her powers differently than that of Spider-Man. It was an injection of some sorts. They didn't explain how this version of Jessica Drew happened, but what they have in similarity is that they both are pregnant or were pregnant because Jessica Drew, I believe, had the kid already in the recent books but there was a part in the comic book series where she was pregnant so and I know people who didn't read the books were complaining about why is this woman pregnant doing what she does first of all y'all need to stand your ground you know stop you know hold back on your ground on that one uh one it was already written in the comic books way before Issa Rae ever took the role and they're basing lo- the, the uh her character loosely off of that two who are you to say the woman can't do what the hell they wanted you know do with, whatever with their bodies or whatever if she's a superhero and has superpowers and can handle it who are you to say anything about the direction of this character she's a superhero she's a fictional character with superpowers meaning that she could do things that you can't and apparently have a kid and fight crime is one of them so deal with it you also had um karan asani who um you know you're familiar with i believe he played in um deadpool as well uh and a whole bunch of other you know characters I, i'm i'm pretty sure he's gonna be a deadpool three as well so he also played the uh the spider-man from india and I, he was one of my favorites he was so charismatic he's every bit of what you expect peter to be but he's um peter uh and this if i'm pronouncing that just right but his look his his demeanor has got everything it was just so awesome and to see this version of it happened there Uh, it was incredible you also had um Daniel Kaluuya play Hobby Brown who was the UK spider-punk which is a now favorite everybody he's kind of like like um Shamik said he's kind of playing the um the Nicolas Cage noir Spider-Man role here for that Um, we got to see so much oh I'm not going to mention this until later because that's a big deal but we got a familiar a very familiar character return reprising in return uh and uh andy sandberg i always love him he played ben raleigh i love this ben raleigh because the the way that they drew him looks exactly like the comic book but it's in motion so i mean the whole entire you know visuals the visual style that the animators did was very comic booky like just coming life, just coming out of the, the panels and pages of the book. Just so great. Uh, Jack Quaid returned as Peter Parker, the initial Peter Parker as well. Um, of course, Haley Stanfield returns as Spider-Woman. You know, second, I believe the second Marvel character that she has portrayed. Because she also plays in um, Hawkeye as well. So, and of course once again reprising their roles uh we got brian tyree henry playing as jeff morales and we got luna lauren uh velez from new york undercover that's why i love her, love her from and know her from you know she's back as rio uh, morales we got jake johnson returning as peter b parker <laughs> so it was, it's pretty dope man um and then jason uh sportsman as spot who plays a major role in this whole thing and into why the spider verse is. Going crazy as it is. So Miles Morales, the story of this one is Miles, uh, he's now, you know, this is taking place, I guess, a year later. When we saw him last, when they when him and um when him and uh Gwen met, I guess that was showing what we're seeing now. So it's like he's a little bit older, a little bit uh mature. He's got his spider powers down, Pat, right now. And you know. Of course because he's doing spider-man he's trying to you know he's he's taking on the role of the responsibility of taking on the role of spider-man and miles morales like much like peter does and it's hard to wire to two he's trying to keep up his academic status and um he's trying to make sure that he's keeping a secret from his parents but he's starting to question whether he should keep that secret from his parents Gwen, who we see in the beginning of this of the movie we get to see a bit of her origin story of what happened and led up to it because we we heard about this in the first movie but now we get to see this in full effect where we find out that peter in that universe takes we didn't she didn't mention this before but we did now know she peter in that universe takes the role of uh dr connors aka the lizard so dr connors is not the one that's taking the serum it is peter parker because he does not have the powers gwen ends up getting those powers so all the roles in this universe have switched and how he dies is not by, he, he becomes the uncle Ben in this universe in a way. So this is the unfortunate thing that she had to do. And since then she's had a hard time trying to get close to people. And I love this part because it really focuses on the mental health aspect of things. And I honestly, I related to this. I related to the scene and how she reacts and the trust factor that she has because she feels like every time she gets near somebody, you know, she can't because she ends up losing them in some form or fashion or something happens along the way that, you know, keeps her from being a loner in this case, and she's dealing with these emotions inside. And I tell you, as somebody who's dealt with these emotions inside, I'm telling you, it is not the best way to go. If you see how Gwen reacted, I've been there and I almost lost my, I almost transitioned. I still have these scars in my arm to prove that. So I get it. And this is a key. If you watch this and you're listening to me right now, let me give you another lesson, never keep your pain inside. It's only going to boil up and it's going to get worse. And you kind of see that in this, but I'm telling you from real world experience and real life experience, don't it can, it can, it can, I was lucky to be alive, to talk to you right now about this, but, um, this was a great moment of storytelling and story development on Gwen's part. And to see how she's going to get close to anybody. And the closest person that she has gotten to with anybody since Peter was miles and miles also misses the hell out of her. Cause he keeps sketching about her all the time. So she wound up connecting with both, um, Miguel and Issa Rae, who apparently are a thing and the Spider-Verse universe. And I believe the baby that she's having is his, I guess. And they work together along with a whole legion of spider man and all these other universe. And they, you know, brought Glenn Gwen in to try to get rid of the anomalies that are going on in Spider-Verse to, you know, secure the people that has been there and that, that includes getting people who are out of, you know, who aren't supposed to be, this is basically the low key story the Loki story. And they also, I would also say they, they mentioned reference. They made reference of the Loki story in terms of the streamline, the time streamline that is going away. That is the same exact thing that happened. So there's a connection to Loki as well in this movie. I don't know if anybody caught that, but that's exactly what happened, which then led to us seeing Donald Glover as, uh, uncle Aaron, you know, as the MCU's version of uncle Aaron hair and you saw the woman who played on Venom in the store, the yeah, the convenience store uh owner in the Venom. So you got to see that as well. It was awesome, and people in the theater at the time was just going crazy. We were laughing, we were getting excited, we were getting emotional in the theater at the time, and she was Gwen. Was not supposed to go to Miles. Well, she was supposed to go to Miles, but she wasn't supposed to see Miles, and there was a reason why they didn't want her to see Miles. Um, Mile, um, see Miles, and we learn later on why, and it's a big reveal. Whatever. Pretty much going to talk about. I will say I also like the writing. The writing is what made this, and when I after watching this movie, it led me to understand why it's so important to have writers. Why is it important that they're fighting for their worth right now? And if any proof that you need to find out why writers are important to the factor of these, this movie told you because the way this was written and woven was absolutely phenomenal. Come to find out later on, we learn that Miles Morales was never meant to be spider-man in his world in his timeline it was a mistake oh should i also mention another good uh guest of mine was also briefly shown in there and that was yuri Lowenthal. they absolutely added the playstation insomniac spider-man in this movie we and you you get to see him and yuri makes his little short appearance in there but he's all connected so they are connecting in there too and i do believe that ginky did play a little bit of the new spider-man game in this movie that is coming up later on this year so yeah man um they are is all connected every bit of this is connected not just the movies but the games the oh my god i forgot to mention they also connected the early cartoons in the animated series we got to see spider-man from spider-man unlimited on here we got to see freaking video man If you are a spider-man fan and you've been for a long time dating back to the 80s where the saturday morning cartoons came out and there was a show called spider-man and the and his amazing friends one of the key villains of that series a villain that was favorite to everybody was video man and damn it they showed him on there talk about covering every bit of grounds they had freaking video man in this movie if you don't know who video man is video man is based on a, a a two bit or eight bit you know ca- you know video game character that somehow finds itself out of the video games and into the real world due to this electrical charge. All right, take note. It's the '80s, and writing was not logical at best. So. Some of the things that you watch in the 80s, it's just like, you look back now, it's like, that doesn't make any sense today. But in the 80s, because there wasn't much in terms of imagination and and, and story plots, we just liked seeing really pretty shiny things, not questioning anything about the reasons or why. But he was one of those situations, he was one of those villains that was able to traverse from, the video game into the real world and into any type of anything that was electric. It was totally ridiculous, but it was such a quirky, fun character because 80s, you know, video games were just a new thing back in the 80s. You know, it was Atari era, ColecoVision era, if you will, Pong, if you will, it was that era. So that was a new mainstream thing at the time like now when you look at it we we would have to restructure the whole entire origin story of a video man but back then they they just put it together and he they, you know that video man was one of the anom- anomalies along with um with the other uh miles morales and, and such so man i tell you what i was on, i was just blown away especially at the end because this is where Everybody in my theater, and apparently I talked to Boris from Sunday night's main event. His theater went crazy too. the end. We not only find out that miles was never meant to be, you know, the Spider-Man of his time, which means in the spider that he got was Spider-Man from earth 42. So that Spider-Man basically somehow got into his world and he got bit. So miles is in fact an anomaly. And that is why they, you know, Miguel and Jessica did not want Gwen to go near him because she knew and Peter, uh, B Parker knew they all knew that he was an anomaly and they couldn't, and he had to deal with it. So he's on a run. He's finding out that, uh, he's on a run and such, um, with this and my goodness. Oh, should I also mention that, um girl from uh no i don't think it is i I feel like it is no she's from the hunger games actually i was gonna say the woman who played the uh, spider bite was amanda uh, uh, steinberg or stenberg i thought she was the uh actor from uh bel-air but she's not um rachel drasher was in here too as miss miss weber in here which was a great little scene too uh that was the beginning scene in there but um going back to that you know miles being an uh, anomaly you know because he wasn't supposed to get the powers and somehow that spider came from another time frame and he got bit so now he finds out and he's like i don't you know the other thing too is that he also messed up time by saving the spider man from india's uh father or who was a captain he's he was meant to die and that's the thing every spider-man who's ever existed had a situation That led to them being Spider-Man, the Uncle Ben factor, if you will. And everybody except for Miles, who actually was supposed to not only, you know, he wasn't supposed to, you know, save, you know, the situation. Every time he disrupts the timeline of things that were supposed to happen, he's corrupting the timeline, much like the variants did with Loki. He's doing the same exact thing. Um, and here He did that, but he's also now trying to save his father because his father is set to be the new uncle Ben in this situation. And Miles is here trying to say like, no, I control my own narrative. I decide what's gonna happen. We'll see. But in hindsight, this led to every single Spider-Man coming after him and including Miguel. And it's led to a crazy wild goose chase of him doing it. And turns out like, Gwen also is, you know, she failed to, you know, get him. And also, Miguel is mad at her and all this stuff. And, you know, the way that he's directing things, it just didn't happen. So, Miles finally got to his time, supposedly got to his timeline, but he ended up in Earth 42. And we find out later that that's not his timeline, it's a different timeline. And in this timeline, that didn't have a Miles Morales and Spider Man because the 42 Spider bit him in his timeline miles ended up with a different fate which led to the return of Mahersla Ali as uncle Aaron now if you remember in the first movie Mahersla Ali's portrayal of uncle Aaron was very different from how Donald Glover played it which Donald Glover did also dope as hell but Mahersla version was creepy as hell and he had the music that played on to how creepy it was and it was no different when you feel that uncle Aaron is in the building in anywhere near the vicinity you are definitely afraid of what's happening and this was no different and on top of this we got a situation where we find out that he's back he's alive still miles doesn't realize what's going on yet doesn't realize that he's in a different world when does she has to find a way to get to and thanks to spider punk because he decided he didn't like the way he's a he's a total rebel with a cause he found out that he was you know he didn't like the way things were going and how miguel was you know handling things he decided to disband from the group but not before giving gwen a little bit of a leverage because she found she he he had a feeling that she was going to go the same route so he left her her watch his watch that can help her travel to different you know dimensions but so she is finding a way to try to you know help you know miles in this case because she realized that he's not in the same universe and both jeff uh jeff and ria you know the mom and father of miles you know catches gwen and realizes that he's not there and the, the, the whole thing the whole plot of that situation is you know miles is trying to tell his mom who he is and, but he's so afraid that he's they're, they're not going to respect him or they're going to disband him. Just kind of the same way that Gwen father did, you know, you know, um, Captain Stacy basically almost arrested his daughter because he found out that she was spider Gwen, which means it was in ties with the death of Peter. And instead of listening to her. He was going to be, he's going to play cop before father first, which led to her leaving and joining these rest of the spider, uh, guild, if you will. But now that she's not in that situation, you know, she's trying to save him and she's telling them he's going to find her. And this all leaves with an insane cliffhanger because like I said, with spider with miles Morales, not, or getting bitten, miles Morales getting bit that 42 spider means that the other miles morales in that you know you know in that world never got a chance to do it instead he is groomed by uncle aaron and now miles morales of that dimension is now the prowler and he knocked first of all he knocked out you know the other the current world miles spider-man Ties him up in this really crazy situation, and we discover that this Miles, with a pair of purple and black Jordans, purple, black, and green Jordans, I might add, is the Prowler, and they left us on an insane cliffhanger to the point that the crowd, in the all of us, was like, "No the hell!" Like we already had to deal with a cliffhanger from Fast X, and now we're dealing with this, and it's even worse because much like the other, much like the other, uh, you know, fast movie, we got this writer's strike right now. And as long as these guys out, that means this movie will not be made or written. And if they're smart, they will not do, try to do what they did when the first writer's strike happened, because the first writer's strike led to the filming of Transformers, Dark of the Moon, Which was filmed here in philly a couple blocks away from me and unfortunately was met with terrible reviews because the writer strike they hired a bunch of extra writers to do it to try to finish this it it did not go well it was one of the beginning of the end of the michael bay franchise he he crapped out a bunch of other versions and then each one just became worse than the other but the momentum was gone and now thanks to Bumblebee and you know a few uh, you know the newer movies we're starting to see a comeback because it's now directed by a different director and you'll see how Peter Cullen talks about how much of a difference this is in this panel but blown away now we got a- another movie coming we don't know how long it's coming this has left us with one of the biggest cliffhangers since Empire Strikes Back and has now left us saying, wondering, is this the greatest Spider-Man movie of all time? It is now in the running. It's 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 now considered the pinnacle. We've had this conversation. A lot of people were in the ACMG Facebook group were blown away. A lot of people online were blown away by this. This was just incredible. The majority, not the minority, the majority of people were at all at this movie. There's no way in hell I'm not giving this an A plus because it performances, the writing, the, 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 visual design, the animation, the cast, it had everything. And then on top of that, it all connects. I'm happy to say that the best Spider-Man film is one with Miles Morales, <laughs> I mean, cowboy, it's incredible. And we still haven't gotten to play Spider- Insomniac Spider-Man 2. That's coming. We gotta check out that story too. I mean, like, I am, I'm I'm just tired of you talking about it. Okay, um, it's just incredible. Kudos to everybody. Like, here's the thing: the first movie got an Oscar. If this one, not get an Oscar, because this one is clearly, undoubtedly, no arguments, better than the first. I'm crying major foul. I don't know what animated series is going to top what they did with this. This was amazing. So if you hadn't checked it out, go out of your way, and check it out. If you're listening, if you're taking a risk and listening, and if I've convinced you enough, go out of your way and check it out. Cause even what I'm saying right now, doesn't do it justice. Go see it for yourself. Uh, freaking amazing. Just outstanding. You will not be disappointed. It's just eight. Hey, incredible 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 movie and it's not even it's not even it because um i'm gonna get to see early screenings of transformers rise of the beast in the flash in fact tonight i'm going to see the flash screening and i'm gonna see it apparently they have blurred out some really intricate things so i'm gonna have to see this movie twice to see that but i'm gonna see a early screening tonight and then also then tomorrow i'm going to see rise of the beast uh um you know early screening of that too so folks i can't tell you how awesome life is right now for me but i will say this i would i i I am just (laughs) i am so grateful for the opportunities i am so grateful you never know what's going to happen next in the world of uh, anime, comics, movies, and games, but it is a great time to be a fan, folks. That will do it for this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Top Live. I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode and every episode that we have on uh, the rise. Uh, again, this week I will—I don't know when. To, see, uh, I'm going to have to hold off because I probably won't be able to talk about this movie until the release of this. So I'm going to have to probably hold off. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do it. We'll see how they go in terms of the guidelines of it. But, oh my goodness, this is going to be a fun, fun week. So go out of the way, wait for that. I, I, one of the, one or both of the movies I'm probably going to talk about this week. One of them is coming very, I think rise of the beast is coming this Friday. So I will be talking about rise of the, no. The flash is coming out this Friday. No, I think both God. Let me look at this real quick because this is—I know both of them. See, I told you guys, June was going to be crazy. Uh, Flash. when is that premiere? When is that, coming? when is that coming? When is that coming? Come on, Google, help me out. When is that releasing? Okay, okay, so that's June 16th. Rise, Transformers: Rise of the Beast is coming this week. Transformers: Rise of the beast yes okay so this week i'll be reviewing rise of the beast next week i'll be reviewing the flash give you some um you know giving you my thoughts on that but uh my goodness people there's this is gonna be a crazy summer on top of that we got you know i gotta give my review of what is it now what am i reviewing here i don't think i have anything to review for um for select start I don't think I do. I already did, what did I do already? I'm just, I gotta get my figures together, but I don't think I have a review because I already reviewed. Um, Let me check. Let me go into our website here. Yeah, I already did that. I did the rundown, so. Oh my God, Street Fighter Six, which I'm playing right now. So that will be reviewed this week on uh, Select Start. I'm like what am i doing here what the hell it's so much i got so much going on in my world right now it's just crazy but street fighter 6 will be uh, i'll be talking about that and my thoughts on that too um and then you know we're just gonna keep it going from down the line so there's gonna be a lot going on in my world but i gotta get these fan expo uh content up and ready and uh stay tuned the peter cullen panel will be coming up the a lot of the highlights of the week will be coming up. I got so much footage I got to do, but it'll get there this week on talktonlive.com and wherever podcasts are played. And that is including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora, you name it, we're there. We're everywhere where podcasts are played. But I'm telling you, stick to talktimelive.com as there will be a lot of video content on there in the coming days coming from the panels and much more so folks that will do it for me on behalf of myself this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is ACMG presents talktime live I am out of here take care and have a great week